Princess, tell me, do you have any superstitions? Uh, I really don't. I'm trying to think. Okay, well, I had this one suit. Now that you say it, I had this one superstition. Like, I believe that UNC Chapel Hill, that they play better when I don't watch. In 2017, when they won the national championship, I didn't watch any games except for the final four in the championship. You can't watch any part of the game? It's I, I think whenever I start watching and get invested, they start doing bad. Well, Gwen turns into, when she's watching her Carolina... It's a it, different person. It's it's not the person I've ever I'm married to. Mm-mm. And she yells at it and it's never good enough. Oh no, it's not. But then if you ever talk about Carolina, it's like you can't talk about Carolina. Yeah, they can. can talk about yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you can't. It's like when somebody talk, picks on your sibling. It's like, no, I can pick on my sibling. You can't pick on my sibling. Well, the media is never nice enough to Carolina. They're not. Are you superstitious? Well, I was thinking about uh, umbrellas. Uh-huh. I probably have put an umbrella up inside. I just always heard that was bad. Uh-huh. Probably once in my life. And when I did, I probably felt like this is not good. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> just once? Just once. So then what about that second when you raise it outside? Don't oh, you I'll get make wet? Sure. No, as long as the, the entire thing when it pops open is outside, I'm good. So have you ever, do you yes, ever open up umbrellas I do, inside? all the time. Because if if you wait, then you're going to get wet. Things like uh, going under the ladder. Yeah. No. You won't do it? I don't want to. I'm not thinking that it's really bad anymore, but it's just stuck in my brain. I'm really going to probably try and avoid. I have gotten over some of that sometimes. Maybe that's why I've opened an umbrella and I'm getting brave. Uh, in my, uh, as I get older. So I'm facing the umbrella and walking under a ladder. Hey, let's Let's get get it started. You're listening to Irrational Kindness. Hi, I'm Kevin. And I'm Princess. We work with hundreds of amazing team members at our three Chick-fil-A restaurants in Canton, Georgia. We lift up the celebrity in every human. Hey, that's you. We seek to understand over being understood and prioritize kindness. Toward yourself and others. Over over everything. everything. Princess, you know what a big fan I am of Canton, Georgia. And today we have the mayor... Bill Grant. I'm filled with joy. Him and his husband, Jeff, and their cat have been a part of this community. He brings people together. Yeah. And they see a world that uh that has hope and joy and what what this community can do. He's an incredible designer. He recently won Designer of the Year, really known as one of the top branding firms. It, internationally, Princess, wow. this this guy has got it going on. We're, we can learn from what an incredible hard job a mayor is, and he's just a good friend of, of ours, and we're grateful to have him today. We have the Mayor Bill Grant today. Wow, that's awesome. I am so excited, and let me tell you what I know about Bill. I, I don't remember, and maybe you do, when we first met. But I remember just walking by this sign that said Grant. And I just remember because I just love creativeness and people that simplicity of it. And I was enamored by simply that word. And I've always been intrigued by you. And uh, although we never really spent times and you were involved and I was involved, and I think we've now discovered we came to Canton at the same time. But that grant, the simplicity I, I see in your creativeness, 
just inspired me before I ever met you. And I've always known you. Um, and then to hear, watch you become the mayor of Canton, which is a big deal in my eyes. I'm just grateful you t- you're taking time out to today to spend time with us. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So thanks for having me, Sid. How did you get such a simple design and get to that spot in downtown Canton? Well, the simple design came um, for my team. There was an issue with the name after we'd used it for a few years. And so we decided we'd just change the name. And so the whole team came together and we were talking about, well, what should the name be? And and uh, I'd refused to put my name on the company. I just didn't want it. And so so the team came back, though, and said, you know, we just need to put your name on, on, on the company. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> and so finally it came down, well, we'll, we'll do it, but it's just Grant. You know, it's not, you know, Bill Grant. And so, I, I, like you said, you'd like that word, and I think it's positive. And like, you know, we'll, we'll just do the Grant. So, How did you end up in Canton in 1996? Oh, wow. A great story. Um, I... Is it because Chick-fil-A opened up in 1996 in Canton or was there more to it? Probably it. That, that was <laughs> that was an enticement. So, <laughs> But uh, I grew up in Dalton, Georgia, the carpet capital of the world. Uh, went away to school to Berry College in Rome and uh, majored in English and psychology. So I worked six months out of school at uh, Federated Department Stores Macy's in downtown Atlanta because I went all the way through school without getting out having one business class. And so I thought that I should get some, you know, some sort of business training. And so, but I hated retail. I hated, you know, I hated everything about it. And so, um, but I got a call from Shaw Industries in, in Dalton, uh, the largest carpet manufacturer in the world, announced uh, owned by Warren Buffett. And uh, Robert Shaw's brother actually called me and I'd written a letter to him at one point requesting an internship during college because I'd taken an assessment uh test and they said, well, you'd be a great, you know, copywriter and advertising agency. So I'd ask him if they had, you know, any work or internship available. And they said no at that time. But he kept the letter and like two years later called and said, you know, I have a job opening. We're starting a, you know, communications department. And if you're still interested, you know, come on up. So so I went back to Dalton, which I said I wouldn't do there for five years and then left there and started my own design firm. Uh, But I started my business in Dalton. But eventually I wound up having a lot of clients in the Atlanta area. So at one point I moved, I was living in Atlanta, but I still had my team in Dalton. So I was driving back and forth <laughs> each day. And so Gosh. after about a couple of years, um, when I was driving back to Atlanta and I saw the sign for Canton, I'd never been to Canton before in my life. So I just, on a whim, got off the exit. How about that? Drove down 20, wound up in downtown Canton in front of the building where you saw the Grant sign. And there was a guy scraping paint. I thought it was an interesting looking building. And I said, got out of the car and said, who owns this building? He says, I do. I said, what are you doing with these? He says, I don't know. I said, can I look at the third floor? He said, sure. So I went up, looked at it. I said, can I lease it? He said, sure. And so wow. <laughs> I moved in um, the uh, week between Christmas and New Year's, 1996, and been here ever since. And so I just, you know, I, I say it's destiny or, but, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in kind of following your intuition. And uh, I kind of, for some reason, when I, drove into Canton, Georgia. I just felt like I was supposed to be here. So that's, that's how I got here. You didn't go ahead and decide then I'm going to be a mayor of this town. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I I don't know when I decided that, but. <laughs> how many staff do y'all have here? Well, now we just have like five. So, but at one point we had maybe close to 12 people. So we downsized a lot, which, which 
I like. So. <laughs> well, and what do you, how do y'all market? Do y'all have your st- steady clients that do you, you do all kinds of design work? Mm-hmm. We have steady clients, but we don't really market. It's mostly by referral. And then we've done a lot of work in, in, uh, for like hospitality sectors like Blackberry Farm in Tennessee and Ocean House up in Rhode Island. Sounds like we need a re- road trip, Princess, to Blackberry Farm. It definitely Farms. sounds like it, we need a road trip. <laughs> it, was, it was a very fun project. So. That's, wow. that's a good spot, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, they've got some good food there. Uh, a, you do an amazing cooking. Princess, <laughs> have you ever seen? No. Him and Jeff post, y'all must, y'all must, is, do you do the cookers or Jeff do the cooking? I do the cooking. Okay. But well, you do some wow. amazing stuff. <laughs> Tell us about your cooking. That, uh, is that something you've always been into? Uh, you know, I, I've always been interested, in, but I, I think in the last, you know, probably eight or nine years, I've really kind of really taken it on really passionately. And so wow. my father was a chef in the army uh, and was, uh, you know, kind of a big time chef and and loved cooking. I still have his army cookbook. Oh, gosh. And decipher the recipes down to the family size portions. And we always like on, and it was usually like Sundays, he would sometimes cook for us. It was always this exotic, you know, but kind of gourmet. His presentation was always great. And so I didn't really think about it as a kid, you know, but uh, after he passed away, especially, I was like, you know, I should look at that cookbook again. And so I started cooking. My mother was a great cook. She was more like Southern food. And so I just started cooking and just kind of fell in love. And, you know, when I'm in the kitchen and chopping and cooking, just everything else kind of just disappears. So this really is therapy for me. Do you ever invite people over? Like, you know, people uh, like, I don't know, like podcast podcast people that just want to. If you see the pictures, you're going to be like, oh, I'm gonna be man. Sad. I mean, 90% of the time I see it, I'm like, I wish I'd have been there. <laughs> man. Gosh. It looks so good. I've been having people. I mean, I love sharing sharing food. It's just. Do you have a favorite chef well, that you follow? And My favorite, I was just, you know, I'm still enthralled with uh, Julia Child. Uh, I actually sat next to her on a flight what? to Whoa. Paris one time. I was, you know, just I've been infatuated with her and I was on a flight for work. I happened to get upgraded to, to first class and, and you know, just I didn't pay for it or anything. And, and I look over there and Julia Child is sitting next to me. So so I'm just like the fix, you know, spent the rest of the flight just like petrified. Like I, gotta, <laughs> I need to talk to her. I need to talk to her. And so I was afraid to. But then, you know, she ordered her first class meal and the, the, the flight didn't came up. I said, whatever she ordered, I want the same thing. So, <laughs> but uh, when we, we landed and finally like introduced myself and I finally got the nerve to speak to her and I'd stolen the first class menu and I got her to sign autograph it. So That's oh, awesome. there you go. You still That's have so, it. huh? So nice and gracious. And it's like, gosh, I wish I'd talked to her before that. So her voice about was amazing when you heard her speak. Oh, it's classic. Like, you know, just like uh, you, you would think it was, but I love her. Do they have those still on T on reruns? Cause yeah, you can still get them. And I mean, and I've got them all on DVD. That is awesome. I mean, I'd like to put one of those on like a Sunday and just take a nap. I mean, everything like that. If you're not going to be ready to fail, you're not going to learn how to cook. That's what that little lecture is all about. Tell us about, uh, you're now the mayor of Canton. Yeah, how about and that? How and did, how did that come about that you go from designing to uh, moving to this, the beautiful town of Canton, Georgia, to deciding, hey, I'm going to start serving on the council, correct? Right, right. Well, I have no idea, really. <laughs> but I, um, you know, when, when I came to Canton and started, you know, I was really intrigued. When I moved downtown in 96, there was nothing going on downtown. It really was kind of a ghost town. And, and 
you know, downtown's much different now, but uh, really had not thought about politics. But I renovated my house uh, you know, when I moved my office here in 96, 97. I was out going out to uh, get some lunch, probably to Chick-fil-A. And, and I saw a, a driving down Main Street and I saw a, a for sale sign at a house like 50 yards off the road. So just like the building, I kind of drove down and knocked on the door and the lady answered and I said, you're selling your house? Is it sure? So I kind of look at it. And so I looked at it and it needed a lot of work. And I said, well, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of offers. She said, no, I haven't gotten one. So I said, can I buy it? So <laughs> oh, gosh. They're offered the next morning and, and and bought it. So again, it's just, it's, 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 I love the house. That's where, where I'm supposed to be. But was that a night? When was that? That was 97. 97. Yeah. But in 2004. And it's an old house. It's a part of it's 1904. So very cool. So I lived with it and, you know, you know, decided what I needed to do in, in 2000. And it had a really, really small kitchen. I added a huge kitchen in 2004. It kind of started with that. And then all the walls kind of wound up moving. So I did a kind of complete renovation in 2004. And and in 2006, we had some zoning issues. We had some some people coming with the hospital that was going to be built out uh, at Canton Marketplace at the time. Some doctors were thinking about buying some of the historic homes there in East Main and putting their offices there. And so we had some zoning issues, disagreements, and and so I organized kind of the neighborhood, and and we formed a homeowners association, which the neighborhood had never had, and we we fought the the commercial zoning of it. So we did a whole key piece main residential campaign, and it took us a year and attorneys, and it was blood, sweat, and tears. Um, and at the time, the mayor and city council told us it was a done deal. There was nothing we could do about it, but we but we fought and we, and we won. So, um, awesome. you know, you know, I was on the outskirts of all that because you don't really, you know, you had the vision that that many of us probably didn't have. Um, but what a what a great fight to win, huh? It it was, you know, it was great bringing all the the neighbors together, and and especially some of the older residents that bit, lived there all their life, you know, and, and they felt you know sort of disenfranchised, like they were going to lose the neighborhood that they knew for for so long, and their children and grandchildren were were growing up in. So it was, you know, the parts of it were you know were difficult and challenging, and and you know there were a few people on the other side, and you know I don't like that type of conflict, but you know at the at the end, you know there's some people now that were on the other side of the battle that's. that's you know, thank you so much for, for doing this, uh, you know, and saving the neighborhood. And But at that time, I realized that, you know, I need to probably pay a lot more attention to what's going on, you know, at City Hall, because it does impact your, you know, local politics impacts your daily life more than any other, you know, political decision. So I started paying more attention. At that point, a lot of the people in the neighborhood were saying, you need to run, you need to run, you need to run. So I decided to run for council first time. I lost the first time I ran in, in 2013 or 2011, but I, but I got 42% of the vote. I was still considered a newcomer. I'm still considered a newcomer, but yes. But I was really a newcomer at that point. So, and I was a three-person race. Was it disappointing when you lost or yeah, you know, it was and, and when you run it's just disappointing when you when you lose and you put effort into it. But and I think people thought, well, you know, we'll never see him again, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's like, you no, know, I'm I'm here to stay. And so I ran again in 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 2013 for the 2014 term and I won that time, but did that make you appreciate it better? Do you think now that you had to struggle through it a little bit? It did, you know, and I, you know, and I think you know things like that make you stronger, and it it did it certainly made me pause and say, do I really want to do this? It uh, you know 
politics is a blood sport. It's not, it's not fun. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I don't really, I don't consider it politics. I consider it, you know, uh, public service and, and that's my mindset and, and, you know, that's what I'm in it for. So, but, you know, a lot of people that do consider it political, you know, can not always be pleasant about it. Mm-hmm. So, so I had to like decide and you had to, you know, check your ego at the door and say, well, this is not personal. If you really want to make your community better, you know, you're not going to let trivial things or comments bother you. you know? mm-hmm. Either you're either in it to do it or not. And so I just kept on going. And again, I won in, in, in 2014 and and then I ran for re-election yes. in, in, in 2018 and won by 72%. Oh. And I decided to run for, for mayor. Awesome. Uh, I stepped down two years early to to run for mayor. Um, but what scares you about the mayor? What's the hardest thing? And should I tell her what my favorite, my scares me about if I was mayor? Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> you want me to tell you first? Yeah. It's running the meetings. I would be scared to death of the of what? structure of the meeting and, you know, that you, when you, you know, who's got to vote where and all that. Does that scare you? I'm scared thinking about it. That's a fun part. You know, I like sort of one of those geeks that sort of loves the Robert's Rule of Order. What if somebody oh, like gosh. says like, no, Mayor, I disagree. Like that just like in your face confrontation. Does that scare you? No, it doesn't. I mean, I, I don't, you know, conflict doesn't scare me. Um, you know, it's just an opportunity to have more discussion and, you know, hear another side of it. But I've also learned that you can't be responsible for everyone also. You know, you can't be responsible for other people's happiness and and, and all. But I want to do the best I can, mm-hmm. but you can't, you know, you can't please everybody, <laughs> especially, you know, you could, you can do your best, but there's always going to be somebody that's, that's not happy with whatever decision you make. So it's one of those things I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm pretty fearless about it. You got to have thick skin. I learned that early on, um, but it just, you know, if you're going to do it, you know, you just do it and you don't look back. And you don't let that stuff bother you or scare you or frighten you. If you do, you're not going to get anything done. You know, you're, you're going to just be paralyzed and, and, and not getting done. Because I tell you, because it's when you think you've got it figured out, then you're going to get a phone call or email. that's going to like make you think, oh, my God, I know nothing about what I'm doing. So right. it changes on a daily basis, which keeps it interesting. So I say that so one, one day I can think I got this all I've got this all organized. And then the next day I'm like, what in the world am I doing? Right. <laughs> uh, well, Mayor. The world and politics seems to want to divide us. It seems that's the effort is to separate us as much as we can. So how do you as mayor face the city of Canton that way? But how do you view politics as general now that you've kind of been in it a while? Help teach us. (laughs) Well... Do you get frustrated by it? Uh, well, extremely frustrated. I, you know, I, I don't really like the word politic because I think, it, you know, the word just has such a, you know, negative connotation. To stay, and I think it's well-deserved, you know, because people spend their time trying, you know, consciously trying to divide people. And it's just not healthy and it's not productive. And so I, you know, another reason that I got involved locally is because I felt, you know, even back eight years ago, six, I don't know how long it's been, but when I first got involved is that there wasn't a lot I could do. I felt like I couldn't do anything on this national level or the way things were going, but I kind of felt like, you know, on the local level, maybe there's something, there's some place I could start, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, as a designer, I'm like, I need to find a place, a plan and and work something, you know, and design from some place forward and and, uh, design a better way. And so, so maybe locally I can start and sow some seeds and, and try to do things differently here. So 
that's what I tried to do. You know, just, you know, my campaign, it was people were just sort of kind of amazed when they would come to one of my events and they would see people from the very far left and the very far right and mm-hmm. all kind of there, you know, supporting me. And they're like, well, what's she doing there? What's he doing here? And I'm just, well, they're here because they want you know, the best Canton, the best for Canton. It's not about me. It's not about politics. It's about Canton. And so that's um, what, you know, what I'm about is trying to bring, you know, people together for our city, our community. It's just, you know, and I think people trying to divide are the people that, again, it, it's not about you. And I, I read this great quote and I forget who said it, but it's just sort of great leaders walk behind the people, you know, and, and, and help them, you know, guide them forward, you know, but it's not about walking out in front and leading them. You lead from behind and not push the people forward, but inspire them to go forward mm-hmm. on their own. So in a, in a better path. And so all you can do is just try to inspire people to be their best and to be kind to each other and and to uh, work together for, you know, that's going to help all of us, you know, get get further. So. Have you, as you've kind of gotten into the mayor, and again, you have you have been hit upside the head as the mayor, where you were uh, had some good steam rolling. Yeah, yeah. You know, the coolest town in America, which I've absolutely already believed that Canton is the coolest town in America. But we we can go ahead and share it with the world and build on it. You know, one of my big big goals and the big plan is you know to to do this new roadmap for. Canton, and that's, you know, a citywide plan, and it's to bring everything and everyone together, and it's, you know, it's housing, and it's economic development, and it's transportation, and water, and sewer, and it's 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 to elevate, you know, the community for everyone, and, and to really to continue to build the coolest small town in America, and I, and I really, you know, believe that, but we do that by by improving in the opportunities and situation for everyone. At one point, when I first got, you know, got on council and I was doing the political stuff and then, you know, doing my design business. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is how am I going to do this? And I was panicking. And I finally realized one day, well, I'm using the same skills, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like you know, coming out, doing the research and coming up with strategy. And then I'm kind of designing a solution. And like once I realized I'm using the same skills and I, I really relaxed because it's just, you know, I'm designing, you know, whatever it is. So I love that, Mayor, because really in taking these design elements that you're talking about, are you feeling like, hey, those that's my example for the other, where I talk about what influence can I have, even nationally, really focusing and letting that light shine from the way you do things here in town? Is that it brings a new unique perspective as far as is the way that I'm leading. There's so many reasons why, you know, you should get involved and kind of well, I would say design the life you want to live and design the community you want to live in. So hey uh I have this uh, thought, Bindu, that works with us. We did her, interviewed her the, uh, a couple weeks ago. And her story is one of, of just somebody you would see in this community that is just maybe is not a celebrity, just a person that lives out every day normal. She exudes joy in her life. If you saw her work in her kitchen, it would radiate. Yet she's had some incredibly challenges in her life. How do you reach those people that the people that, you know, cause the loud people are probably easy to hear in your community, which you kind of are on this whole journey of downtown Canton revitalization, which is well on its way and is doing incredible things currently. But how do you love and care for and take care of the people that you aren't hearing about? Right. Well, I think, you know, it, it requires tremendous outreach. Number one, I think it's, it's, making yourself accessible and, and, and position yourself as I'm open. I want to talk to, I care. I, I care about what's going on in your life and I want to make this city better for you. So I think it's just, you know, making, uh, making sure that people know you are, you do care and you are open. 
and, you know, making sure that people know that, you know, City Hall is accessible and, and everyone on, on the team. We, we want to be talking to people and saying sort of how are you living? How can we, you know, help you live better? Uh, again, I think just just showing people that you care about them and that you're open. We like to say you can and can, yeah. but you care and can. That's, <laughs> That's what Mayor like Grant that. does. He cares and, and can. can. I, like I think I just got your next. Uh, there you go. I'm on your next uh, <laughs> campaign slogan. <Yeah>. Next. <laughs> you know, nothing happens quickly in what you're doing. You have to have patience. Your brain must be going in, you know, a hundred different directions. But I'm just proud to watch you go. Here's what I know. He's going to invite us over to dinner one day, yes. and yes. that's going to be really good. I'm super. We will yeah, put that on the pictures and we're on the right, we don't, Yeah, and we don't need much notice. Mm-hmm. So when you're ready to go, Julia Child. Yeah. Just, just bring a nugget tray. We'll be good. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the design you're doing, you're involved in teens trying to get others involved. You're fighting for others. You're fighting for a government that really could work together. I'm really proud to call you a friend. I'm really proud to uh, be here in Canton with you. We do think it's the coolest town in America. We think if you can't, you can can in Canton. Canton. (laughs) Give us some final thoughts. What's made Mayor Bill Grant go from this Barry College kid that didn't really have much business skills that didn't sound like or wasn't involved in business and then going to run a huge city and designing the future that is so creative. What what could you help us learn from? I've always just had this drive, you know, to do better, be, a, you know, be a better person to learn. I'm a, you know, constant student, you know, of life and, and I love learning. Uh, so like if you're not learning, you're not growing. And so spent a lot of time with my grandmother. I was, you know, as a middle child, I, I could go stay with my grandmother and feel like I was the only child. And we had a great time and she was a wonderful role model and uh, taught me a lot of you know lessons about, you know, being kind and, and being uh, uh, you know, true to yourself and being honest and being, being a good person. Mayor Bill Grant Gosh, was in the house. That was awesome. And he's going to cook for us one day. He may even come here to the farm and cook for us. Gosh, you think? when he does, we'll put the pictures on Irrational Kindness. Yeah, which now. he's going to cook the whole Julia Child's menu and yes. everything. You know, I love what he talked about, exactly about bringing people together. And, you know, he's going to use his example of what he's really working towards to shine a light into the world and into the community and Politics, what a nasty zone. But mm-hmm. he's right in there, right in the mix, trying to make this world a better place yeah. and bring people together more yeah. than divide. And he's using the gifts that he already has in design to you to do it. He's not just creating or being something that he's not, but the gifts that he's already been given, he's using that to serve the community. And I think that's just incredible and we can learn from it. So y'all, if you want to learn more about Mayor Bill Grant or all things going on with Irrational Kindness, check us out at irrationalkindness.com. You're going to want to subscribe because you're not going to want to miss any of the episodes we have coming up. So make sure you're subscribed. And until next time, be kind, stay irrational. We out. Gotta get in while you can. Gotta get out while you can. Gotta get in while you can. Gotta get out while you can. Play your cards right, middleman. Play your cards right, middleman. Play your cards right, man. And check your gauge. Check your gauge. Check your gauge.
Check your gaze.